we're both looking for jobs and honestly the experience has been really intense to mm-hmm. say the least um so i actually wanted to ask you kendall you had a really interesting experience today oh yeah this must be your in- interview number what like in general of my yeah. hunt yeah um probably 10 10 right yeah and I've had many i haven't had that many Um, I've applied, I think, to the same amount of jobs, but... No, I've applied to, like, five times the amount because there's hundreds of CSM jobs for me. Okay. Like, so I have, like, a, at least hundreds to comb through, like, different opportunities. Right. Before we go there, why don't we talk about really what different. we do? Okay. 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 So, I'll introduce you to Kendall Berger. Kendall Berger, mm-hmm. go ahead. Talk about so... yourself and what you do. <laughs> I work as an account manager or a customer success manager. Um, Those are pretty interchangeable titles um, in the tech industry. And it basically means that I have like a book of business. Um, I work with clients of tech companies, usually from 20 to 50 clients, really depends on the role. And I help them utilize the platform or the software so that they could get more bang for their buck and that it can really help them grow and make more money and all over just like make their jobs easier. And a lot of my job is about like relationship building and upselling and renewing and retaining clients. Um, Yeah. So that's what I do. Okay. And before I move forward to what I do, I just want to say that Kendall and I are together. We're partners. We're both living in Brooklyn, New York, and We are both unemployed, <laughs> trying to find for jobs. Um, so things have been really hard in New York. There's been a lot of layoffs yep. um, in, in my industry, in Kendall's industry. And I'm going to talk about my industry. I am an artist. So yeah, very hard to find a job. Um, but I've uh, also done a lot of work as a producer in theater and in film. And I've found that this is a good way to have a steady job. So I've worked as a producer for festivals. Um, and I've also worked uh, for um, nonprofits. So many nonprofits in the past where I've done work as a coordinator, uh, program manager, things like that. And I've also taught Um During the pandemic, actually before the pandemic, I decided I didn't want to teach anymore for a while. Then the pandemic happened. And as you know, teaching is kind of a difficult thing to do nowadays. Uh, so now I have decided to not not do that. So I've been only looking for jobs in production and in the art industry and and mainly nonprofit organizations that uh, dedicate their time to support artists and you know, and do do work in the art world. Uh, it's been really hard, very competitive. Um, I have encountered places that are very, very tiny, uh, but getting hundreds of applications. So it has become a lot more competitive than it was when I first came to New York before the pandemic. Okay, so I wanted to say that. And now we're going to talk about after your 10th interview, mm-hmm. How was your experience today? Because we really want to let you know what happened. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. 
Okay. So, um, basically in the process of interviewing, at least in my industry, it starts off with a phone screening where the recruiter or the HR person, whoever is screening um, potential new hires, they want to get a sense of like whether or not you match up with your resume. So they ask you some really basic questions before moving you on to the next round. So basically, I had that call already. All went well. And then they they let me know that I'm qualified or it sounds like I'm a good you know fit for the next round of interviews. And they let me know the next round of interviews consists of skills or like, what was the name of it? Oh, abstract thinking abstract test. Abstract thinking test. Yes. Um, which, as you know, based on me forgetting the name of the type of exam, it's definitely <laughs> not my strong suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately panicked and thought it was illegal <laughs> because I have not seen that. We did some research. Uh, did some research and found out that, in fact, some of these types of tests that are more IQ tests are kind of illegal or bordering the you know ethics of whether or not that should be allowed. Um, personally, I think a test that is this kind of abstract and has no practical application to the job itself is a little bit messed up um, and is unfair because in doing so, you know they 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 miss out on a lot of potential and they miss out on a lot of really smart and talented people who think maybe in a different way and who don't perform well in timed tests. And to just let you know like what kind of test it is, there's 18 questions. It's timed at 15 minutes. And they're mostly finding the patterns in multiple pictures and seeing where the next pattern, what the next pattern is and identifying it. It's meant to trick you. It's meant to, you know, really it's, stump it, you. <laughs> yeah, and it's filtering the way we think too, because mm -hmm. there's only one correct answer. There isn't like a point, you know, where one is better than the other one or two are going to give you points. No, it's only thinking in a very uh, unilateral lateral way. So unfortunately, mm -hmm. it really affects certain people who have a different kind of perception of shapes and colors and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so <laughs> in doing this test, it, it, you know, what was your experience with the, the, you know, going against time and what you were telling me before about... Oh my gosh, it's like so, so fucking stressful. Basically, when I get to the point of not knowing what the answer is, I get this like lump in my throat where I feel like an anxious kind of panic set in. I can no longer see any of the patterns that are in front of me. I'm literally just seeing a page of dots. I can't identify anything. And at that point, I'm like freaking out. I'm like, I'm just at this point, just going to pick out the pattern that looks the prettiest at this point <laughs> because I don't know what I'm looking at and I'm just going to pick the pattern of dots that looks cute. So. Yeah, I know. And and, and when, when you were telling me that, I remember back in the days before, you know, being able to go for my passion, which was theater at the time. I did three years of vet school, so I went to veterinarian school and I had a ton of tests that were multiple choices or, you know, tests that were like in a way similar, this abstract thinking or memorizing things, memorizing um, concepts, you know, um, and, <laughs> and, and names and, you know, and things that are abstract as well. Um, and, you know, I felt the same way where I was like having such a panic attack 
trying to finish this test and you know you see blurry and mm-hmm. it's it's you feel like intoxicated by your anxiety <laughs> uh-huh. and, and you just can't move forward it's you a can't huge function block. anymore you can't function anymore right especially when the ca- the clock is counting down it's blinking in your face you're like i have one minute left five questions left that are all so complex yeah, and, and it just it's it is absurd. Sucks. It is totally absurd. <laughs> I experience a lot. <laughs> I am no longer in that school. I'm no longer, you know, I don't. I'm not a vet, <laughs> so I, I feel like I can say this. I I switched careers finally, so I was able to study what I wanted to do. Um, but at the time, I do remember people buying tests and buying answers and Mm -hmm. the people who were selling the test were TAs. So I'm not even saying like, oh, there was like a black market. No, I'm talking about even even the TAs were aware of the scam of what these tests were. They are meant to, you know, they only benefit certain, certain kind of thinking and certain kind of people, unfortunately. So the people who do end up doing better uh, are not necessarily the best mm-hmm. in their fields, uh, but we know this, and I'm sure out there people knows this and yeah. have gone through these terrible experiences of testing and panicking and finding what's the prettiest picture. Exactly. <laughs> and um, my background is like I've grown up with a lot of issues around test taking as someone with like severe ADHD. I've always had accommodations for extra time because I don't process things as quickly sometimes as others. And this was like a problem for me, specifically in regards to reading comprehension growing up. I was a really slow reader. So when it came to test taking, I'd always need that extra time. Um, So these kinds of tests are not inclusive. They're not accommodating for people with learning disabilities or people who just think differently and it's discriminatory because like you said it was like this test seems very misogynistic because it seems geared towards men yeah well and not only that when uh so kendall got a link to an an example so a a training test Mm -hmm. and at the end of the test it would ask you yeah the company sent me this link as the recommended test to take as an example and to prep for this final test um and the this, at the end of filling out your example test or your sample um, exam, they ask for some information. And for your age? For your age, your name, your gender. gender. But only given two options. Yep. Male or female. Male or female. Okay, so if that's not problematic, yep. I think, you know, I mean, it really shows how problematic these tests mm-hmm. are. Um yeah, that at the end of the day is, is a test that's meant to create a gap. Um, it's meant to weed out people who think yeah. differently. And those people that think differently are often the ones that go on to becoming the best business people, the best creators, the best artists, the, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but yeah, it's no, weeding we out it. some really brilliant people and some people who yeah. think differently like those who are dyslexic. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is unfortunate and it is year 2022 and we can't believe when Kendall got this test as a requirement to continue with her interview process, we were in shock. It literally took me back to a time where I was failing in school and my parents were trying to figure out what kind of learning disability I had or what kind of issue I had because I wasn't able to keep up. Um, and it's like those, those testings that I was taken to in psychiatrist's office to see 
where my strengths were and what issues I had. It just like the whole testing thing in, in terms of the timing and everything really, really threw me off and took me back to a place where I don't think most adults have to re-enter at this point in their life and shouldn't have to. Yeah, like, it was pure trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we wanted to share this with mm -hmm. you and to see how is your personal experience and how has your personal experience been with uh, interviewing, with, you know, um, employment opportunities out there? How are you going through these difficult times? And also, you know, what do you think about testing too? That's mm -hmm. a way to indicate how capable someone might be mm -hmm. for a job or suited. Um, anyway, that's what we wanted to share. Mm -hmm. <laughs>